0: Yo, 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 I nailed that. But yo, 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 welcome to Rotos <laughs> First Fantasy Football. <laughs> Football. Oh, exclusively right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I had to do it. I figured we'd start with a little laugh, a little chuckle. That was good.
1: I, you got me good. I don't know if you saw me down there, but I was laughing my ass off. I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now, dude?
0: I go to the depths of corny 90s to pull out to make sure that we have the best commercials out there. For slappers.
1: that was good, bro. That was but yeah.
0: Welcome. Good. It's Monday night. We're doing fantasy football. It's the wide receiver preview. Whoo! The next biggest position in fantasy football. I'm excited. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm fucking feeling real good.
1: Thanks for, uh, I, I guess, having me back on your show. Um, our show, I guess, fantasy football wise. But excited to be back here last week was a fucking blast, bro. We slayed that running back show. If you didn't catch it, go back and watch what we did last week. Streets and I tore it up, man. We gave our tears, breakouts, busts. It was a blast, bro. It was a blast. I look forward to doing it tonight.
0: Yeah, wide receivers. If you need any help for your running back thought process, draft strategy, anything you need, go back. Uh, You can find it on the youtube page which you should be if you're watching here make sure you click like and subscribe below um you could find it on the website a link to it if you want to watch that video bloodline network.com any major audio platform whatever it's all there either way go listen to it because it will help you prep for your draft we broke down running backs through the top 50 basically gave you some tiers, some what to do with when to draft them, breakouts bust everything possible so it was fun. Now I hope we can repeat it and give you everything that you need for wide receivers also. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. And I guess- there's a lot. This one's a tough one. There's 50 running backs. There's like 100 wide receivers. So You know what's, like, gonna like, make you know what's kind of, of funny? One.
1: I only went to 48 wide receivers. I didn't even make it past 50. I said, I'm only going to 48. I'm going to go top four, you know four rounds of wide receivers, basically. And I, I cut it. I cut it there. How far did you go? I
0: Well, technically if we needed to, we, I got to take him. I forgot to take Tim Patrick out, but uh, by the way, once again, bloodline network.com, you can go see my rankings right there. And I rank wide receivers up to a hundred. So <laughs> if we needed to get to a hundred tonight, we could, but I don't think we really need to, because we'll get some sleepers in towards the end there. Um, I always say once if it's a redraft league, 14 rounds, uh, once you hit round 10, Take the guys you like, the ones you have conviction on anyway. So it's not really bad picks once we get past 50. It's kind of just who do you, who do who's your guy, and you just go get your guy after we get out of the top 50 wide receiver. So, But I, I'm ready, so I got about 40, 40, 52 we can talk about.
1: My man, my man. And you said number.com. and that is a perfect transition. While you guys are all watching right now, which we appreciate, we're going to get to that comment section momentarily. Please go ahead and hit that like button. And hit that subscribe button, and like I always say, I know when streets is on, you want to watch him. Sometimes you might not always want to watch us, though. Sometimes you want to listen to us. Put Bloodline Entertainment Network into your search bar, and you can listen to us. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart Music. We got the audio exclusive, Get It Off Your Chest, episode three just dropped today. Go listen to our tribal chief, see what he's got going on. Great shows. We have Sandlot Dirt on there, Streets and Blake. So we got the audio. Go and check out the audio, and also when you put that name into your search bar, bloodlinenetwork.com is going to pull up, like Street said, his fantasy articles, sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, our merch, everything we do, all under one roof. So, appreciate you guys checking all that out, and we already appreciate everyone in the comments. Let's get to them before we get into it. Big props right here. Throw your ones up for Dylan. Just got done with Domefield Advantage, his first show on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Well done, my dude. Great stuff. Thanks for tuning in. My boy, Justin. Justin Time, in. Miss you, dude. Thanks for tuning in. Tribal Chief, just was talking about you. Thank you for tuning in, my brother. Thank you for being here. Courtney, what is up, girl? How are we doing? Hope you're having a great, great, great night. Thank you for tuning in and being here. Are your ones up? Ben Buster. Check out grading tomorrow night. Director's cut, best movie reviewer around town. The bangers, uh, oh, roto slappers, Toto Slappers, whatever you ever whatever you want to call it. Our boy Nick in the house. Keep them ones up for our boy Nick Universal Wrestling Podcast. The streets always says the man who makes this show look so damn good. And uh, yeah, hell yeah. Right there with you, Courtney. Great show, Dylan. Everyone give Dylan mad props for that hell of a show, bro. Great, great, great debut, man streets without further ado let's get into it baby
0: ah we got a lot to get into tonight so we won't fiddle around with a bunch of nonsense although i almost derailed us with the comedy in the beginning but that was good but wide receivers so let's get this started i know how you're gonna do it you are basic you're gonna do it wrestling style so in honor of you tonight actually because i knew we're i'm just gonna copy you we're just gonna go I'll say the same thing, main event, everything that we do, we'll just call our tears almost the same. But in honor of that is what, it, there's actually two reasons. We'll get to the other reason way way, way later at the end of this because there's a there's a reason why I wore this shirt besides that but I had to wear a wrestling shirt tonight to do that. So it's a dual a dual reason shirt, but I did rock the NW Wolfpack shirt tonight you that's my favorite. You got you had got sweet, you're going to throw it out. Boom, there you go. That was my might, favorite. That was my stay favorite. Stay tuned for later, because I think you're going to understand why, Ward.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. But the Wolfpack was the best, man. The yeah. best, best faction around town, no doubt, no doubt.
0: But, yeah, you want to start it? Wide receivers, tier one. Ward. Yeah,
1: you're sure, Main eventers. There's only two main eventers. I think we're running backs. I had three main eventers or four main eventers, but there's only two main eventers at the wide receiver position. It's very simple. It's Justin Jefferson. It's Jamar Chase. That's that. Two main eventers.
0: What do you got? Yeah, they are. They are. They are the main event. The showstoppers themselves. Those two are by far. It's tough, but I do have four in my top tier. So that my main eventers are actually, I get it. And Justin, JJ and Chase are top four picks in your draft. You're, you're taking them a lot or just taking them one or two with the running back landscape. Just say that I'm taking Jefferson one. I'll take chase two. call it. I know what I'm getting out of that. Um, the burrow injury, maybe a little. Where is you? No, not too, if he's there by week four, it probably doesn't matter too much, but I have cup and Hill also in my yeah. top tier. Cooper Cup points per game actually led all four of them last year when he, when he went down and got hurt. We know it's going to happen. Stafford's there going to pepper him. I know that cup got the hamstring thing that he's a little soft tissue injury there, but it looks like a grade one. Uh, He should be there week one. All signs are pointing to that. They're going to be cautious with him in the preseason. So yeah, I still have cup there. I'm actually keeping him in a week with a second round pick. That's how, Wow. All in on Cooper Cup. I am to repeat those points per games again. So I do have him with Chase and Jefferson. So those are my four main offenders. Yeah. If I I Hill, Cup obviously, was... not a lot to talk about with Hill, but Tyreek yeah. Hill's a monster. So.
1: Yeah. I thought if I thought Cup was going to stay healthy, I would have put him in that main event here. Cause you're right. PPG, he's a machine. But you're already talking about Cooper Cup being injured. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I know.
0: But they, look, it's in the when it comes to camp, they're always cautious with these guys. Like, a little tweak. They're not going to play then again for a little while. Like They're just going to sit them. Preseason's too long. Camp and preseason's just way too long. No, no. I, I understand. I don't know, man. Like, if he's there week one, I'm good with it. And there's no so, – something, something
1: got me feeling some sort of a way with him, right? When I heard that injury, I was like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know. But I'll go with the upper mid card. And obviously – leading it off is going to be Cooper Cup. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, he's still number three when it's all said and done. Tyree Kill, number four. CeeDee Lamb, <clears throat> number five. A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adam, all upper mid carters. I got six total in there, making it eight total. And, yeah, Blake, I did this again. I got it on the pen and paper for you. So that that's that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, I got I got eight total right now. I got uh, Cup Hill, Lamb, AJB, Diggs, and Adams in this tier.
0: I would have probably I my upper mid-carters uh, would – let's see. We're going to be close. A little different, though. Um, I'll keep – you went up to eight. So up to eight for me would be Diggs at five. Well, I have him fifth. Top five in every – Wide receiver statistical category a year ago. I don't see that changing too much. Um, in the he's still Josh Allen's guy, not a whole mess of competition. We'll see if Gabe Davis can erupt. Don't Kincaid either way, gonna be a just a target hog again this year in that offense. Six, I have Lamb. Um, I think he'll be okay. I know we got the new who we Schottenheimer's taking over there. Uh, they lose Kellen Moore. That kind of sucks. I don't think they're really going to become some run team, like run heavy. They're not at oh, all. So stop dude. that nonsense. He's going to be a target uh, so they're gonna, hog, dude. So they're still going to throw the football a ton. Yeah. So he'll be a monster. And at seven, I actually have the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, is my number seven wide receiver this year. I really tried to get him higher. There's Part of me just wants to move him into like six or five. That's how wow. I am on him this year. I can't <laughs> put him ahead of Diggs, though. I can't maybe ahead of lamb but i just think he like look at the i know it's camp and it's it's you you can't get excited for it but like he's out there on the machine after before practice and after catching 200 extra passes um doing one hand grabs all kinds of stuff like he's gonna be a target monster in this offense uh in a ppr league especially ppr i don't know about non-ppr i'd have to It'd be a little bit different. I wouldn't move him down too far, but in a PPR league, he he has number one potential overall out of the wide receivers because he could see 190 targets, 180 targets this year, and I would not be that surprised if he did. Um, well, with well over 100 catches, so yeah, I have him at seven, and then AJ Brown is eight. It was tough. I want I battled Brown and Devontae for seven, eight there, but it was close. But in the end, I did put Brown there. I, my, my thing with Brown, uh, we'll talk about this, I guess, when we get there. Um, I'll keep, it's a surprise. I'll keep it for that. Go ahead. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, you you love Alan Ross and Brown. You absolutely love him. You got him on both your Scott Fishbowl and your Warrior, right?
0: Yeah, I got him on, on a lot of places. If I'm gonna have him, I am probably going to have him in a lot of redraft leagues, too, because I think where I have him ranked and where he's going ADP-wise are going to be two completely different things. Like, I won't have a shot. I always say don't look at our, the, my rankings and use that when you draft. But I know he's going to go at the end of round two, so he won't be there for me. So he's one of the guys that I'm probably going to be targeting in round two. Like, I don't know where I'm going to pick, but if I'm picking 6 through 12 or something like that, and you can, like, let me start – Bijan Amanra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be, be You happy. love Yeah. Yeah. Let's see.
1: Courtney said preseason doesn't matter or does it? No, Not, no. It doesn't preseason matter. doesn't matter at all. I,
0: I almost made I was kind of I got busy then today at work, so I couldn't really do much. Um, and then last night I should have done it. That's when I was going to do it, but I didn't. I was going to make this funny perpetual cycle chart about camp. And it's like bad day at camp, eighty, not drafting him. Good day at camp moves up ADP. Bad day, bad day at camp moves down ADP. Good day at camp moves up. It like this perpetual cycle of ADP and, um, oh he had a good day at camp. He's good again. Oh he had a bad day at camp. He's bad. Like none of that matters. Like it's camp.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so the next one for me, it's it's a little weird. I didn't put a wrestling title on this one. I just put it as, like, the next wave. So it's like the next breed of up-and-coming studs. And, you know, some of these guys are ov- obviously already there, but they're not quite on that level. You'd think Amon Ra's there. But I got Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, T. T. Higgins, Chris Olave. I think you could draw a definitive line between... Will. After what you got Wilson, Amon Ra, and Waddle, you can draw a line, then Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Chris Olave. But, you know, f- just for the sake of this exercise, I'm tearing those six guys together. The next wave, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Chris Olave.
0: So that gets you to where? 14. 14? Okay. Yeah, I have nine. Adams, Devontae Adams. I think Jimmy G's fine. It's maybe age a little bit related more than anything. Um, and there is maybe a little risk with the a new quarterback there, but I, he should feed, force feed him the football like everybody else has force fed him the football. Uh, and then I have Garrett Wilson, 10. No. he. You can go to bloodlinenetwork.com and read the breakout article. Garrett Wilson is my number one breakout on that, yeah, he gets Aaron Rodgers now. This is going to be a monster year for Garrett Wilson, a guy who still put up 1,100 yards with nothing last year. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I have 11. If anything ever goes, if like he he just needs two to stay healthy. Number one, his splits without two are not the greatest, but uh, he's an ascending. He's a top five wide receiver talent wise, and if Tyreek Hill, who's getting up there, what 29? Whatever it wouldn't be like it's one of those things. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I would not be completely shocked if one day they switch and Waddle's the guy there. You know, he was like the he's the one A and Hill becomes the one B. Or if anything ever happened to Hill and he got hurt, for instance, like yeah, yeah then you have a top five wide receiver all of a sudden there in Jalen Waddle. So he's still a wide receiver one for me. And rounding out my wide receiver ones, ranked twelve. This is a little surprising to you probably, but it's Keenan Allen. Mm, okay, I have him. Cool. His last well, eight weeks was it when he came back? Um, I think he was literally there was only one. I think Justin Jefferson was the only wide receiver better than him for the last eight weeks of the football season last year. That's it. Uh don't quote me on that. I read it somewhere, but I'll make I'll, I'll try to find it while we're doing it. But I, it's close to what I'm saying. He was pretty. He was a monster. For I believe it. I had him on a couple dynasty
1: teams. Yeah. Yep. So he was great when he came back.
0: Especially PBR it's again. like He's a target monster. I know. Because
1: every week it was, is he going to play? He's he's uh, suiting up. He's on the sideline. Oh, he doesn't play. Oh, he's active. Oh, he didn't play. It was like, what the
0: fuck is going on? I can't call him injury prone. There's a little risk because of his age to me, but um, he's not really injured. Like He had a couple of fluke injuries six mm-hmm. years ago, but then the last few years he's been fine again for the most part. Last year, a little banged up early, but I, as long as he's there again, he's going to be Herbert's one and should be a target hog in that offense again. So I, I like Keenan Allen. You don't even have to draft him where I have him ranked. That's one of the guys. I'm going to do a a ignore my, like, watch for ADP, ignore my rank article, or I'm going to pinpoint guys that I really, really like that I ranked high, but the ADP consensus on them is much lower. So like a Keenan Allen, you don't have to take where I have him. Do not. But a Keenan Allen you can absolutely get as your third pick in a draft. So you can stack two monster people and then still get a Keenan Allen in third or fourth round even. Sometimes I've seen him fall fourth round. I, ADP's a little weird right now, though, because early on, obviously, it's all dynasty. And everybody's drafting differently for a dynasty. So we kind of have to see in best ball. I'm not even going to count best ball ADP either because it's another thing. People draft much differently for that. Um, so I need to see it's starting to come out slowly as real leagues are starting to draft finally. So let's see when the ADP kind of falls in. Usually you could just look at their rank as sad as it sounds like if you're in the Kinko's office league and you're just playing <laughs> against your employees at Kinko's like usually Keenan Allen's going to go around where they rank him on whatever platform he's on set. So that's why it's always nice to have your own rankings. Always make your own rankings going into a draft and go off that. But if, if ESPN has him at like pick 40, but you have him at pick 12, you can wait. That's the nice part. But yeah, I'm talking about that way too long now. 13 T Higgins. Um, obviously also him and chase could both coexist, especially in that offense with Joe Burrow. But we saw as crazy as it sounds when chase went down, Higgins was not as good as we thought he was going to be when chase went down. Uh, chase actually takes probably a lot of attention off of T Higgins. So I almost prefer chase being there. Um, and just leaving T Higgins. He was putting up
1: like 14, 16 point games. It was nothing, nothing crazy.
0: Yep. That's why I almost like when they're both there. Yeah. Chase doesn't matter. He'll put up whatever. You can, no matter who, if Higgins is there or not. So, uh, and then 14, I do have a And that's where that would round out. Okay. Okay. Cool. Alave, I So at 14 and 15 to me, I kind of are tied. So I might as well just say 15 while we're here. And that, that's Devonta Smith. I think yeah. they're both. I think both of them are talented enough to be the one to be. They're both talented enough to be a top 12 wide receiver overall. um, I just don't know how it shakes out. I know Olave is going to be there one day, but does Michael Thomas play 14 games this year? And if he does, does he consume enough targets to just bump Olave down a little bit? I don't know. Or Olave is just going to be some alpha. Uh, Reports are he does look pretty damn good. And then Devonta Smith's the same thing. I It's. I really sh- – I do wonder if we're ranking Brown and Smith too far apart. Mm. And should they be ranked closer together?
1: Well, Smith was wide receiver nine last
0: year. I Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, could they – we keep saying, like, well, A.J. Brown's only problem is there's Devontae Smith, and we keep saying Devontae Smith's only problem is there's A.J. Brown. Like, do they both end up wide receiver – 13 and 12 or something like that this year, side by side. I got, like got like him like seven spots apart. Yeah. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So do I. Seven spots apart exactly. Even though it's a little different. Because Devontae yeah. Smith at 15, absolutely, he does absolutely he could absolutely be a top five wide receiver. Oh yeah. Even with Goddard there, I don't I'm not too fearful of that. They only throw the football to three people. So and I I And that's, that's all I was waiting, and I, and I was waiting for this pod to do this too. Not we know, I don't running backs who really couldn't talk about it like the the Eagles defense was so good last year and the offense would put up points get ahead and then they they didn't have to do anything in second halves of games last year mm-hmm. so we're we're absolutely we're going off of just last year's volume but I do wonder if what if the defense is obviously in a transition a little bit I don't know if it's, gonna, if it's not as good as it was a year ago Are they in closer games in the second half than they were last year? That would that means we do see a volume increase in Jalen Hurts, which means we would see a volume increase regardless in Smith, Brown, and Goddard. Mm -hmm. Like last year was that's what they did last year. That was the mo. They would they would Jalen Hurts would have thirty points fantasy points by the second Mm -hmm. by halftime, and then they would just run the ball (laughs) out the second half and they were done because the defense would just take over. So I'm actually kind of hoping that they're in closer games now second half of this season, and we do get a little more volume out of that because that would be a little bit of a bonus, and then it might be a little too low on Devontae Smith.
1: I love Devontae Smith. I mean, I still got him 13th. But when you were talking about Keenan Allen, I actually would have him over Chris Olave, but I couldn't put Chris Olave not in the next wave, and Keenan Allen doesn't go to the next wave. It doesn't like – that whole thing didn't make sense. But if I was actually doing like a rankings and I was drafting, I would take Keenan Allen over Chris Olave, and he would be my 14th. With that being said, Keenan Allen is my 15th. Um, what I'm calling these are mid-carters. So, yo, Kayla, what's good? Throw my one up for Kayla. The way I'm doing my fantasy football tiers and then just tuning in, I do them by wrestling. So, like, I got main eventers, upper mid-carters. Right now I'm on my mid-carters. Keenan Allen, um, although I really think he can flutter with upper mid-card territory still. DJ Moore, I got right after him. Love me some DJ Moore this year. I got Amari Cooper. I think he's gonna have a big year. Calvin Ridley. Um, actually, I should just say that I think I put ten. I put ten guys here because I just wanted to wrap out my um my wide receivers too, or my so wide receivers from
0: two. fifteen or to what?
1: Yeah, so this goes from fifteen to twenty four. Okay. So I got DJ Moore or Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Even though I absolutely hate him, would never draft him, but DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin. DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Drake London, and Debo Samuel. And really no particular order at the bottom. But that's the the 10 guys in this range, um, wrapping up the mid-carders, wrapping up my wide receiver twos.
0: I have, so I'll start then 16 for me. We do have a little bit of differences on this, and I have DK Metcalf at 19, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it, by the way. It's something we're gonna talk about on busts because I have him there for busts. Nineteen. That's
1: what I have him at. Nineteen exactly. Awful. I don't even
0: like it there. Like I think I should put him lower, but like I keep telling myself like there's the there's the the bold take side of me that I wanna do it. Like I don't even think it's that bold, to be honest with you. But then the smart, like just be a conservative guy ranking this and leave him right around there type person but I'm not happy with it because I there's absolute red flags um about that we'll get to that though when we get to bust with 16 I do have DJ Moore <laughs> he was in my breakouts too um we'll talk about that in a little bit I have 17 Christian Watson another guy that I put my break I look I, if I'm making a if I write a breakout article these guys have to be in my top like 2024s like it's got to be a little bit bold for a, for me, but it's, it's got to be a guy getting drafted early enough, number one, but a guy that I also rank kind of high to be bold enough to call him a breakout. They're not sleepers by any means. And I know we had talked about DJ. We'll talk about that in breakouts. Uh, then I have Jerry Judy at 18. Um, although, good God, here we go with the Sutton reports to ruin my life. And then we got DK Metcalf at 19. I have Calvin Ridley at 20. Uh... Amari Cooper at 21, kind of a boring pick, but he's probably going to be pretty good. Um, You got him higher than me and Ridley. You got big ears out of them, huh?
1: Yep, like them both. Yep.
0: And then I got a guy I think we're going to be a little too low on. Um, I think consensus might be is Chris Godwin, a guy you could probably wait to get. He, I, Mike Evans, he'll be down here a little bit, but his best days are probably over with last year. He really did his damage in like two games only like two big, big monster games. And the rest are kind of mediocre. Godwin kind of the slot more volume type guy. I think even with Baker Mayfield, uh, we saw it with Jarvis Landry. He might be pretty good still. So I think, I think we're too low on Godwin just for the type of receiver that he is. So I kind of have him at 22, especially PPR league. I think he's a pretty, if you get screwed back end wide receiver two for you might not make, especially if you go running back early like two running backs or something early. He's the perfect guy uh, to stash back there. Then I got Scary Terry at 23. He's boring again, but it's another guy that I think is going to, he's going to probably beat the 23 rank. Like I'm not shocked if he finishes as wide receiver 16 or 17 on this year. Uh, His teammate will be on here a little bit later too. Um, But I do like Terry. He's just a kind of a boring pick. You know, you're not getting a lot of upside out of him. I rank guys like Watson ahead of him, um, DJ Moore, who's I have ahead of him who a lot don't, but it's because the upside that they bring to the table right now is just higher. Like, it's a home run swing. We talked about it last week, though. Calculated gambling. That's what fantasy is to me. Like, we're, we're using educated guesses to pick players. It's not like some prop bet or spread or anything. Like, this is more of just an educate. You're playing matchups. You're blah, 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 blah. A lot more data goes into this, but it's educated gambling. It's kind of what I call it. Uh, then Hopkins, I still have at 24. Not a I don't like it, but they uh, didn't bring him there to not throw the ball to him, especially in a PPR league. So we'll see if that one backfires in my face. And then 25, I have Drake London.
1: I was waiting for that. I was like, where is Drake London? Yeah,
0: okay. I I would love to move him up. I think he might end up I sh- maybe I'll put him ahead of Hopkins now that we're sitting here talking about it to be honest. Maybe I'll move him to twenty-four, Hopkins to twenty-five. There's more upside to London. My fear for London is just one damn thing. That's it. There's one thing. It's Arthur Smith mm-hmm. and running that damn football. <laughs> just throw it a little more. We're gonna talk about London a little bit later too, but go ahead.
1: No, yeah, I was surprised. I just was surprised you didn't have him higher when I was making my list. I had him at twenty-three. I was like.
0: I don't I know. know. I, should, I, felt, I gotta get him up there. I don't know I felt Maybe a I'm... little low. I felt a little low on him.
1: I'm not I, like he's a guy I'm not gonna draft. Like I'm not gonna draft any Falcons period. I will never draft Kyle Pitts ever, ever. And I'm certainly not gonna draft Drake London for one reason, as you just said, Streets, the quarterback. But I was surprised I you I don't have Debo that.
0: on there either yet. If you have you not have you have not noticed? So no, I did yeah,
1: I noticed Debo and uh, <laughs> he's the only one that we differ from in the top twenty four. I guess London. Um you have Watson and Scary Terry. And ironically, in my low mid card, my first two in my low mid card are Christian Watson and Scary Terry. So that's my 25, my 26, 27. Michael Pittman can't have much worse of a season than he had last year, right? I mean, I I don't think so. Um, I don't love Michael Pittman. In fact, he was on my DND, my do not draft list. And you know what I did? I drafted him in Scott Fishbowl. Round 10. Round 10, like what? Come on, like sometimes when a player is on your d d you just got to make the pick, and I, I took him.
0: I like Michael Pittman there. I got Brent. him as a sleeper. We'll talk about that a little later, but oh. I got him at 27 too. So, Oh,
1: okay, cool. I, nice. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, that's good. That makes me feel a little better. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, even with all the weapons, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Debo, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk still got his touches, so I, I like Brandon Ayuk. Streets, I know he's always injured, but Mike Williams, man. Mike Williams, when he's on the field, is pretty consistent. He gets some consistent touches. Um Jahan Dotson, I love Jahan Dotson. The skill set for that kid is fucking there. And the, oh yeah, by the way, I got 12 people here. I'm just running down my low mid-card. 12 is basically all my wide receiver threes. Um, and then it goes to, I mean, not particularly sexy, but Mike Evans is is always consistent. So Throw, put him out there. Baker's gonna throw it up. Hopefully he brings it down. I got it. What is this? 5, 6, 4, 7, eight. This is 31, anyways. You know, Mike Evans at 31, 32. Deontay Johnson, another DND guy, not sexy at all. Don't like him, but you got to put these guys somewhere, right? Um, Deontay Johnson, Tyler, Lockett, and he had a great season last year. But just, I think J, JSN will eventually eat into what he does, but still got to give the man his respect. Oh no! Fuck! Christian Kirk, I'm so sorry. Christian Kirk, he gets penciled in right after Michael Pittman, right before Brandon Ayuk. I apologize. Ooh. I don't want to disrespect Christian Kirk. I still think he's going to be very serviceable. Is that yeah. your James
0: Conner this week? Yes. <laughs> Christian Kirk was my
1: James Conner that I forgot when I was doing my ranking. You got it, bro. So I was like, no, 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 no. He belongs. He belongs. No, I got him, like, right right with uh, Pittman and Ayuk, right, right in that range. And then Hollywood – not, nah, you know, no quarterback, but I mean, he should see the ball a lot of fucking opportunity. And the guy Streets hates, I loved him last year, I'm starting to love him again. Cortland Sutton, Cortland
0: Sutton, oh, yeah,
1: no, no. he's <laughs> Cortland Sutton rounds out my wide receiver threes in my low mid card.
0: Oh, Cortland Sutton. It gives me nightmares here. He's back. How did he get into your top? Oh man. Okay. Woo. I'm not that high yet on him. Top yeah, 30. I You brought him back into your top 30, 40 alone. I can't yeah. Because I have, well, it's
1: because it's because I have a certain, uh, a certain class, my NXT class. It's kind of like how I, I had Keenan Allen not in the one class cause he ain't young. So I don't have, I can't put him in my NXT class. So he's kind of got to go to the low mid card. But yeah, i still take Cortland Sutton over most of the guys in the NXT class. So let me hear what you got to say.
0: Yeah. So I have, I'll get to what, a 30, what I still leave off at Drake London at 25. So we'll start at 26. I'll go to like 38. I have Hollywood Brown at 26. Wow. I the, the reason I do is because I do expect Kyler Murray to play this year don't think he's going to everybody's worried he's going to sit the season like well we're going to get to week five or six they're going to be zero and four and they're just going to sit kyler like they here's what you don't get like number let's say they are gonna they stink they are gonna stink but let's say they they're tanking for caleb williams they have to trade kyler so teams have to see kyler like yeah. get back out there and play a little bit to maybe get them a little bit more back in return. But number two, Kyler Murray's just not going to sit there and fake being hurt. So they can just tank to get his replacement and put him (laughs) there. Like it's not going to work that way. Like Kyler Murray's not going to say, yeah, okay, I'm hurt. Like, no, he's going to say, no, I'm ready to play. Like you there. He's not just going to go along with the conspiracy theory that he's going to sit out the whole season. He's going to want to get out there when he's healthy to play. So I do believe that he is going to play this year. And Kyler Murray's been a top 10 quarterback when he does play. I get it. New head coach. He lost his college coach, whatever you want to say. But either way, um, now back to Hollywood Brown. That's who we're talking about. In the six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins last year, uh, he saw nine plus targets five times in those games. And he was a clear cut stud in those, mm-hmm. in those first six weeks of the season last year. So I, I wonder if you take him because you can get him late. So I do wonder is one of is another guy that you you don't have to draft him where I rank him, one of those two, but you can get him and you could he could still put up value, like he could be a flex play for you some week still with whoever the hell is the quarterback there in week one, um, whether it's who McCoy or Toon, whichever one of those two kind of are there for those first few weeks, but then if you get a second half of the season with Hollywood Brown getting nine targets a week, then you got yourself a nice little. Nice little wide out there. So I'm probably a little higher on them than most people. 27, Pittman. That's where we're, we're spot on on that one. I believe all – I said it in the in my rookie article, network.com. if you want to go read that. I, this, I, that rookie article was right after the draft. So a little bit has changed since then, but not that much. Um, and I have Anthony Richardson. If he starts day one a top 12 quarterback to use in fantasy football, and somebody is going to ha- – he it's, it's – like Justin Fields never had a Michael Pittman last year He's had no one close to Michael Pittman on that team. Um, talent wise, Michael Pittman is very talented. So I, even with a, a rookie learning who struggles throwing the football, it still could be 115, 120 targets that Michael Pittman sees last year. It could be inconsistent some weeks, but the volume might be decent there. So it, and you can get him late too. That's why I kind of we'll talk about I Kind of just talked about while well, I'm going to talk about sleeper, and then 28, 29. I have Samuel and IAU side by side.
1: Back to because back,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, because I kind of think that's how the weeks might go. Um, I think both of them are super, super talented. It's a but when you saw that target share with with Samuel, Iaouk. Uh, CMC mm-hmm. and Kittle all there together on the field, all four of them. Uh, we're talking, you're lucky to get six, seven, eight targets sometimes out of these guys some weeks because it just it varies each week. And they can make all of them worthwhile season end, they can. That's how San Francisco's offense really is. But it's mm-hmm. just going to be a week-to-week thing. And without Debo rushing the football, which I don't think he'll do much of these days, uh, I think he's just closer to Brandon Aipe than he is back being those top 18 type plays uh not still top 30 for me christian kirk at 30 uh deontay johnson 31 Same targets were he still saw a shit ton of targets last year like a crap ton like he's Mm -hmm. heavy heavy target share uh and if kenny pickett does improve and it wasn't just deontay being bad kenny they kind of both even out each other again and he sees that same type of volume we're all probably drafting deontay johnson way too late so if Kenny Pickett does break out a little bit, um, definitely takes the next step in his progression. We might be drafting Deontay Johnson and the other guy there, maybe a little, little too late. Uh, but it's hard when you, when you get to pick 30, it's hard not to take Deontay Johnson still in at this point. Uh, 32, my highest rookie. I have Jordan Addison right there. I, said it again in that rookie article I've moved JSN closer to him he's at 33 now but I told you in that rookie article that Jordan Addison's going to walk into 100 targets day one yeah. he's in route running is insane like he is just, KJ Osborne is gone like I don't know if anybody thought was going to happen there T.J. Hawkinson uh is still going to see a heavy workload I'm not worried about that so you got Jefferson they're going to throw the football 650 times and Jefferson's going to get 180 of them. Addison will get 100 of them. Hawkinson will get 100 of them. Like that's just how it's going to go. And I think all three of them can coexist and be monsters this year in fantasy. So I think Jordan Addison ends up as the best rookie of the class. And bold take, could he be a wide receiver too? Yes. I moved. I've actually moved him up. I was a little lower on him, but I have JSN at 33 now. <sighs> Circle back to the draft show when I said. At some point, he's going to take over DK's role as the one in this offense. And I think by the end of this season, he's going to take over the number one wide receiver role in this offense. You just see the, the clips of him at camp. He's so damn good. Like, he is unreal. I don't, the speed thing is overblown. You see this guy like off the line of screen. He's almost, you can't guard him. He just cuts and runs routes so crisp. He is just a, just going to be a target hog in this offense I think. Uh, I'm going to surprise a lot of people and you get him a little late too, but I have Lockett at 34. I put okay. them side by side also I still think there's value there for Lockett. 35 um one of my sleepers also Jahan Dotson. I do think he takes over two in that role. A lot of I know the touchdowns are a little fluky and that's kind of what carried him those first four weeks last year when he came out the the season pretty hot. Two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. But I think he takes over the two role there over Curtis Samuel this year becomes house. I mean, we talk about JSN Dotson's very similar in a sense, super Like he can hit. So same as Addison really Dotson might be the best route runner of them all. To be brutally honest with you, that's how good Jahan Dotson is. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think they see the Washington thing and they get a little turned off by him, but would it be surprising if Dotson was the one there over Scary Terry by year end? Nope. Wouldn't even be shocked by that either. So Mike Evans, 36, crusty old guy. There he is. I just Mr. don't know. Insistent. He'll probably what what I like about Mike Evans is he'll probably do the same thing he did last year. He'll have two or three weeks where he could win you the week. And he might not, he might be useless the rest of the time for you. Um, and then I have Quentin Johnson at 37. I have him ahead of Mike Williams because I think he's just oh. going to take Mike Williams' job. Oh, because
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just a better version of Mike Williams, to be honest. Um, a younger one that might stay healthy version of Mike Williams. Um, I, w- I love QJ. <laughs> so I I'd i rather have the upside there Especially when we're taking them that These guys this late I'd rather take the upside of QJ there And then I have Traylon Burks at 38 Because I do think there's some alert of him Alongside Hopkins now Because uh, he's the guy who's open Like Hopkins consumes the It's doubled That's where the attention goes Could be beneficial to Burks now at 38 Another super super talented guy So yeah 38 there
1: Cool. All right, so we got a lot of the same guys, just a slightly different order. Because these guys, I, I could, you could argue, as you did, that they should be in this in that previous tier. I got them in the tier called NXT, just kind of younger, about to develop into that next star. I got guys like JSN, reason what you said. Guys like Quentin Johnston, for what you said. And I loved Quentin Johnston at TCU. What wasn't there to love, 6'4", 4'4", I four four forty, come on, dude, kid's a stud, and then he ended up running like a four six forty. But I digress. You know, in college it was all all the way. But um, Jordan Addison, loved the kid. Listen, for me, with these rookies this year, and it's something that I, I I like to do. Um, I started to do it. People always like to do running back handcuffs, okay? But the, you have a perfect situation with a lot of these guys to do wide receiver handcuffs. And does that sound silly? Sure, but if you're spending the first overall pick on Justin Jefferson, you should probably go get some insurance at some point and draft Jordan Addison at at a reasonable price. All right. Therefore, if something happens to JJ, Jordan Addison's got your back. Same thing if you're fucking getting DK. I don't know why you would, but if you're gonna draft DK, go and draft JSN a little bit later. So. if anything happens to DK, you're covered with JSN, and especially if you're going to be drafting Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, go and get yourself that insurance with Quinton Johnston. So that that's what I like with these guys. You could say the same thing about DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks, who is also in this in this tier for me. I like Traylon Burks this year. I think the addition of DeAndre Hopkins is only going to help Traylon Burks get better as a wide receiver and help him get open out there. And then I got George Pickens here as well. Um, and really, you can put these guys in any sort of order. But these are the six guys that I think rookies, first-year guys, who have a real good chance to take a fucking nice step this year.
0: Yeah, the, the wide receiver handcuff. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay in certain – I think it's all right. In, like, certain scenarios, It's probably it's probably worth doing. Um, I don't know if I go. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to do it on me personally, but I get your, I get the approach that you're taking with that, uh, especially kind of because they're separated by a lot. So, and I'm not a po. And you know what though, you it's not you. You could almost start both of them at, t- at times. And, yep. and, uh, and so by, in in bye weeks, yeah, in
1: bye weeks, because a lot of times these guys we're talking about now aren't going to be starting for you. These are bench guys. So
0: why not get a bench guy? That's the thing, I'm pretty, I'm confident, like I have Addison 32, I'm confident you're going to start him every week, so you're going to, at that point, you'd be starting Addison and J.J. in the same lineup. Well, I wouldn't like that. I I don't think it's, I don't think it's detrimental to you, I don't think it hurts you if they're both having good years. It's could, like last year, you could have got away just fine starting both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I'm not saying you should, because on a really, really bad day, you're screwed. Like, then none of them do anything for that, that game, but that day, was yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it's not a horrible idea. I see where you're going with it. The wide, <laughs> the wide receiver, receiver handcuff, he says. Handcuff. Well. Hold on.
1: We've lost him. We got a lot of him. A lot of street oh. space. Hold on. I He's lost you, buddy.
0: freaking out, man. He's freaking out. You not know, to know what happened?
1: I don't know. Are you back?
0: Yeah, I'm back. StreamYard decided to, uh, or Siri, I mean, decided to hear me say something and decided to open up music and play something. Which would have oh. just ruined our copyright infringement on this one, too. So they would have d- deleted the podcast if I probably didn't get that out too quick. <laughs> Might have to edit that part out so that they don't delete it uh, when they hear I didn't.
1: I didn't hear any music or anything. Oh, you I didn't just hear thought, it? Nope. I okay, just saw cool. you uh, coming in and out fucking like whatever you're
0: doing. Yeah, no, Siri <laughs> literally heard me say, play something. And then it took over and then popped on my screen. It opened music up um, and played some... A hip-hop song I have never heard. I'm not in tune these days with the the new stuff, but it played something either way. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, we're going to get copyright. uh Uh Nailed right now by YouTube on this one. But yeah, so back to that. George Pickens at 39 for me. Uh, Mike Williams at 40. I take him, but I'm going to take him after the other two guys. 41, Michael Thomas. 42, Juju Smith-Schuster. He could play in a PPR league like... He could be a, he could be a decent flex in PPR. He might see some volume there coming out of the slot, uh, kind of like Jacoby, a year ago. Right, wasn't useless. Could get you ten points when you need it in a bind. Uh, then I have Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers at forty three and forty four. Bateman does have the the screw in his foot that makes me a little bit worried about him. Zay Flowers, all reports. I might have to move Zay Flowers up because all report he is shining right now out there, like he's the guy. I hear. Um, and he does play up the middle, so that might help him out a little bit. But I kind of have them side by side. I think they're both going to be pretty good this year. I'm good. I don't Oh, – I'm going to pass on everywhere. Brandon Cooks could be a sneaky uh, little flex play some weeks there in mm-hmm. Dallas now. Mm-hmm. I got him at 45. I'll just go to 50, and then I'll be wrap up real quick. Elijah Moore back on my radar at 46. Kadarius Toney got hurt now, but I had him at 47. We'll see how that – Pans out. Uh Cortland Sutton at 48. <laughs> 48. <laughs> and then I got Gabe Davis at 49. Uh maybe he can after all that hype last year. I'm not gonna take him on my top 50 yet. Uh, but I'm not gonna move him into the top like 40 yet, but I still like Gabe Davis a little bit. If anything ever were to happen, digs too, who's getting up there in age, like Gabe Davis could be a, a nice steal for you at that point. Are you you saying he'd
1: be a great wide receiver handcuff? handcuff? You've got it. Thank
0: you, all right?
1: Thank (laughs) you. I'm telling you, I'm going to fucking make this wide receiver handcuff thing come into fruition.
0: And then 50, uh, Rondell Moore. Wow. Is he their number two? He's their number two, and I kind of like him, especially when... um, kyler comes back because he was another guy last year with kyler who was actually pretty good he's sh- he should see a nice handful six seven eight nine targets whatever a week also as the number two there uh so i kind of like him as long as kyler's there you're not really going to use Rondell more unless kyler's playing but when kyler's there i like Rondell more is like a nice little hail mary flex play so you could get you 10 points that's what you're looking for Oh, okay. salami. And that, no, it's not <laughs> feeling so good. For him. It's, it's been coming fun. up, huh? Yep. All
1: right. I'll wrap mine up. So I called this group the Enhancement Talent. They're there. They'll put people over. i starting off Brandon Cooks. I love Brandon Cooks this year. If he could stay on the field, he will be their number two wide receiver. I love Brandon Cooks this year. Juju, and there's no particular order with these guys uh, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Gabe Davis. Again, all that hype last year. Like, there had to be something there. We saw the way he played that playoff game against Kansas City the year before. I mean, the kid's got talent. Just give him the ball. I think he still finished as a wide receiver three last year. I think he was still a top 36 wide receiver. So, got Gabe Davis there. Michael Thomas. I don't know who the fuck Michael Thomas is anymore. But if the Michael Thomas that I can remember can still play football, then at this point, I think he's a great wide receiver four option Maybe wide receiver three value if he can get on the field. Rashad Bateman. I'd love to put him as a sleeper. I loved him last year. I loved him. I think I drafted him in almost every dynasty that I was in. I loved the kid. Very, very disappointing season. Um, wasn't very good before he got hurt. The injury certainly didn't help. Um, Zay Flowers, like Street said, uh, another rookie killing it. I thought about putting him in my NXT core. Uh, just not quite there yet with the other guys to me, and then I got a couple of moors. I got Elijah Moore. I think Sky Moore could have a a very underrated season. I mean, he
0: was a fucking first round pick, all right?
1: Andy Reid's gonna figure out a way to utilize this kid's skills. Yeah, I gotta is- move.
0: I I'm probably gonna move Sky Moore into the uh, Tony spot. I just don't yeah. know how that all shakes out there now that he got hurt. That's a very cool, very. Clustered bunch. That's weird. what makes me. Yeah. And that's
1: why I got Tony right after him because I don't know what's going to go on there, but they're both very talented, and just like we saw last year in glimpses, they found ways to run specialty plays for both of those guys. Which means, but Matt Nagy's there now, but let's let Andy 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 Reid's offense, not Matt Nagy's offense. So let's let's hope they can continue to specialize these plays. And uh that it wasn't too much of Eric Bieniemy doing that for them. And then Alan Lazard, he's an Aaron Rodgers guy. He should be the Jets number two wide receiver. Top 50-ish for him. You know, I like him there. And Darnell Mooney. I think Darnell Mooney, he's gonna be a sleeper. I think
0: Darnell Mooney could have
1: a hugely underrated year this season. So Darnell Mooney will wrap it up. I think that's like 52, 53.
0: That's fine. Any guys late after that, you don't have to that's that you like that could see decent volume
1: i'm always a huge i'm a tyler boyd guy um yeah, well he's
0: a, he's a handcuff right he's your wide receiver handcuff
1: yes uh, dude yes exactly i'm a huge tyler boyd guy well you got the one of those two guys they go down not a bad guy to fill in he'll he's instantly their wide receiver too there
0: yes standalone uh, value on his own too he has weeks without honestly. yeah because they don't throw to tight end that much uh
1: He's their wide receiver three. He's got flex appeal all the time. Like he's the third guy Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball to. Yeah, I mean he's definitely he definitely got flex appeal. So I like I always like me some Tyler Boyd every year. And then I also like Alec Pierce. He Should be the Colts' number two wide receiver. Um, he's definitely showed glimpses of skill last year. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, what, it'll be in- interesting to see uh, how he could progress in year two under Anthony Richardson.
0: Yeah, I kind of... I like Boyd. He's a, he's kind yeah. of a... Uh, definitely a late guy. I like... J- Jameson Williams? Another guy, maybe. You got to get on the field. He's It's a tough climb for him now, missing so much time in the first two seasons, but could be one of those. Um I like Nico Collins a little bit for these late uh-huh. dart... F- I guess we're just going to call them flyers at this point. Um yeah, and that's probably about it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of these next guys, like even Jalen White, who's having a good camp. But you can see when the season starts, is going to be very up and down. He runs the fastest Uh-oh.
1: 40 in the league, faster than Tyreek Hill. He ran with what? Uh, four, or no, not fastest 40. He ran 26 miles per hour. Is that yep. what I read?
0: Yeah, but speed doesn't always equate
1: once I you get to what? gameplay. Like
0: you put the pads on and get out yep. there and play. Like the speed's one thing. Look at John Ross. Is that? Remember, I Fastest do. I ever out of
1: Washington, wasn't he a first round pick, too? Yeah,
0: yeah, that I means so the speed is like not really equate to it like pick nine Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, yeah, who <laughs> yeah. now yeah. has Chase and Higgins. So you just got to keep taking wide receivers. That's what you,
1: you do. I know <laughs> I would have been scared to take Chase every that fucking John Ross debacle. Man,
0: <laughs> they did. Burl, that's Burl knew it. He was like, That's who you're taking, go get right. him. Like, yeah. he is the guy. But but yeah, so that's our top 50. That's pretty good. We did that. Hell
1: yeah, I I would agree with Courtney. We definitely put some very talented players in that top 50 for sure. Maddie Daddy, what is up? Yo, and you can check Maddie Daddy out right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. He dropped his first short today on Jonathan Taylor and more to come soon. Love it, brother. Love it. Thanks for tuning in, my dude.
0: But yeah, you want to start sleepers? We'll do some sleepers, some breakouts, and busts. Do you got some?
1: Um uh, sleepers. What what is what what do I got to qualify for sleepers again? I, I know so, you have very specific so um, no, I, I, I got them all. I got everything. But I just need my, to You know my rule. My sure rule is all in your realm again. Sleepers.
0: Like top 50 picks cannot be sleepers. That just doesn't equate to me. Like if you're taking them in the top 50, that means you, you're certain they're gonna break out. Like they're not really a sleeper. They are gonna be a bona fide stud for your team. And that's, what I kind of consider the breakouts in that area. I consider the sleepers, the guys that might not, they're not, the sleepers might not give you wide receiver one stats either, but they're useful. They could get you wide receiver two or consistent flex play numbers also. So that's why it's a little different for me where the breakouts I have legitimate top 10 aspirations for. So that's kind of how I look at it.
1: Uh, so I had my sleepers were originally guys like low, low. So like, all right. I originally had – I was going to have Cortland Sutton. I'm going back to that train, Daddy. I'm going back to that Cortland Sutton train. I don't think –
0: maybe <laughs> I, know
1: I do think he could be a wide receiver two certain weeks. Why not? The skill set's there. The offense is going to be so much improved under Sean Payton. I don't know that he's going to consistently be a wide receiver too, though. That's why I was asking you what your parameters are. But I do think he can be – You can a, have your own
0: parameters. you not going to follow mine.
1: I think he – I do think Cortland Sutton can be a consistent – Flex play this year, Traylon Burks very random, but I I like I, I, with DeAndre Hopkins there. I think Traylon Burks is going to have a much better opportunity. He could also learn from him. And it's year two, very you know shoddy rookie season. Ryan Tannehill was hurt. Malik with fucking Malik Willis experience. He's going to get Ryan Tannehill this year, so he should get some solid quarterback play. You know, I put that in parentheses if you can see it. But he should get better quarterback play than he had last year. I like Traylon Burks, um,
0: but again, I don't know that
1: he would consistently be a flex play, so to speak. Um, so I guess that's why. So if I want to go, spe- uh, if I want to go someone who, who will be a flex play, I go with Jahan Dotson for sure. I love Jahan Dotson. Obviously, I got him number thir- rank ranked thirtieth overall. Love Jahan Dotson. I think he could definitely be a sleeper and. Uh, um yeah i'll just leave it at that i'll I'll leave it at those guys because i think that there was three i said right sutton burks and Dotson. yeah perfect
0: my sleepers this year will be um i talked about them already i said hollywood brown is one um going late enough for me i guess to be kind of on the edge the fringe of that realm to be a sleeper but i'm going to count it um because I wrote it, so I'm just going to put him there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we talked about it before. Nine tar- nine plus plus t- double-digit targets in four of those weeks, by the way. So, and then nine plus targets in five of the six weeks with Kyler Murray and no DeAndre Hopkins. So, kind of like him a little later. Michael Pittman, told you earlier, someone has to catch the football there. I, I could see an easy way he goes 120 targets this year, 115 targets this year. Could be inconsistent, but if Anthony Richardson is – that guy and has a he has it comes out of note just comes out on fire this year, rookie of the year type guy. Um, then we're all too low on Michael Pitt, probably, but there is risk, yeah. Rookie quarterback might struggle throwing the football, but he'll have his days. We never see 115 targets, it could be up and down with the rookie. But I kind of like him. Um, I had Dotson also on there, I agree with you there. Han Dotson is primed for a nice little. Season this year, uh, second year. And then I rounded it out with all three rookies are bunched together. So I did have Addison, JSN, and Quentin Johnston. I think Addison has the highest ceiling this season, only, or he has the highest floor. That's what not ceiling, uh, highest floor this season because he probably has the most consistent workload day one. So Addison could get you, I said, be bold, wide receiver two this year, but JSN has the talent to be a wide receiver one. That's just how good he is. Um, and then Quentin Johnston also could be that guy. He could take over the Mike Williams role this season. And if yeah. something were to happen to Mike Williams, uh, we saw what Mike Williams was able to do, albeit not, in, not consistently. Quentin Johnston might even be better. So I kind of have the three rookies paired up there for sleepers. So those are mine.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, lo- I love that. I love that for sure. So where, where do we go next? We going breakouts. To- breakouts? Yep. All right, cool. So this one, I again I think you have uh we might have some sames on this
0: one, I'm sure. But
1: but you have you have you have parameters. So these guys gotta be a uh they have potential to be wide receiver ones. Is that is that it?
0: Yeah, so they gotta be you gotta be drafting them like in the top 70, top sixty-ish, top fifty, even maybe. Like they gotta be guys that you're taking early enough that your your conviction is this guy could be a bona fide top 12 wide receiver. Like I'm taking him – I'm not taking him as late. I'm taking him early because I know he's going to be a stud. That's kind of what – and these guys, I think, are all in the top 60 of ADP. So. All right. All right. Cool, cool. They, actually, um, these guys – my four guys actually might be top 50. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. That's why when I saw yours comparatively, I was like, nah, that's why I was, I, was, I was asking you the other day. Well, I'll go breakouts. Jerry, Judy, I, I think I, with Russ, I'm fucking riding this bron- – I rode the Broncos train hard last year. It fucking failed. We're going to ride it hard again. Not the running back, so well, I love Samadji. Not Javante. Fuck, Stay the fuck away from Javante. But I love everything else about what's going on on that team right now. So Jerry Judy for me, I think he could break out into wide receiver one mode. You saw what he did to end last year. He was phenomenal to end last season. Why can't he replicate that? Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk had a great year last year. Evan Ingram had a great year last year. Christian Kirk was a wide receiver one, if I'm not mistaken. Wide receiver eleven. I think Calvin Ridley is going to step right into that role. He's a much better overall wide receiver. He will be the number one there. Calvin Ridley had totally has a chance to be a wide receiver one this year. And then this is where I wasn't sure before. So I had Cortland Sutton and Traylon Burks here. So I don't really have a third, but I guess if I was going to go with a third, I'm just going to say that it'll be Chris Olave because Michael Thomas is likely not going to be on the field. And, and, and Carr is going to have to find someone to build that rapport with. And why not Chris Olave to take that next step? So Chris Olave will be my third breakout. So I'll go Calvin Ridley, Chris Olave, and Jerry Judy.
0: No different than me then. Yeah.
1: I read your <laughs> I article. I one know one I know. I know. I'm I shocked. Know. You're gonna, I knew
0: you were going to take – you could have put Garrett in there. I know that's your guy. So you could have just shared the same. It's okay. Uh, I like Chris I, Olave too. Oh, they're both your guys, I forget. Both yeah. Ohio State. Thank you. Ohio State. But yeah, so my breakouts then, spoiler alert, Garrett Wilson. Uh, yes, Devontae Adams was a top 10 wide receiver four of the six years under Aaron Rodgers. He only played 12 games one of those years, probably would have been five of those six years. And I think he only played 14 games the one year, so he might have been six out of the six years, not for injuries, that Devontae Adams was a top 10 wide receiver under Aaron Rodgers, he could get the ball to his number one, and I think that's going to continue. Even if they're a run-happy offense this year, he's still going to get his, Garrett Wilson. Still going to have, he's like, we could see the 150-target season out of Garrett Wilson this year. Um, we could see top 12 all over, written all over this guy. So I like him. You're, now you're, ta- you're kind of drafting him, though, ba- like banking on that. Kind of getting there, right? late, late second, early third round pick now. Uh, we'll kind of see where that AP shakes out. Also, next on my list, DJ Moore. You had asked, how does he even qualify? He's been in the league for like uh, almost a decade. So, how? And he's still only like, the crazy part is what is he, like 26? He's still like, he's younger than like Velas Jones. He's been in the league. <laughs> That's what I was asking. I was like, I'm
1: not exactly sure like what the parameters are here. So I gotta, I gotta clarify.
0: It's Okay. I put him here because he's, he's never finished better than wide receiver 16 in PPR. That's it. Like a lot of people are shocked by that. Actually. Like he never finished higher than wide receiver 16 in PPR, but no, he's never finished higher than wide receiver 16. Um, And I counted him there. And how's he going to do it? Pretty simple. You can go to bloodline network.com and read the article, but I will (laughs) give you a quick version of it here on the pod. He, he obviously has Justin Fields, though, which might be his best quarterback he's ever played with. I'm banking on that. I'm all in on Justin Fields. I know you're all in on Justin Fields. It's a maker to break it season for him, but I think he's going to make it. Uh, he's going to be him by the end of the year. So that means DJ Moore probably will have the best quarterback he's ever played with. Now, a year ago, even with bad quarterback, yeah, bad quarterback play, um, he was fourth in deep targets. And 27% of his receptions went for over 20 yards. Um, So a lot of deep, a lot of big play possibilities for DJ Moore. And the one thing we know about Justin Fields is uh, he likes to throw it deep. He was fourth in deep throw percentage a year ago. Now the overall, like his rating, throwing it deep, is going to be skewed because we saw who his wide receivers were. It was not good. He had nothing out there. No playmakers, no nothing. So if he's going to throw deep a lot, he's going to hit DJ Moore on some of these. I think the uh, that'll counterbalance the the volume a little bit because we know they're not going to throw the football 600 times this year. But it's I, DJ Moore should still see 115, 120 targets this year. And you get a bunch of big plays out of it, he could sneak his way into the, almost like A.J. Brown did last year, a little in a sense, uh, with Philly. So he could be... A.J. Brown to Jalen Hurts, and he could be Stephon Diggs to Josh Allen. Something mm-hmm. like that this year. A.J. Moore can easily be. And he, the rushing attempt should go down. He's going to run the ball a little bit. He's comfortable doing it. But, yeah, they should go down, and they should pass the ball more. The offensive line is going to be better. Fields is more comfortable. Um, they have – a D.J. Moore now, so Claypool he actually looks pretty good at camp, I heard right now, yeah. so uh, Claypool with the full year, they got Mooney back, Cole Komet, like, the offense is better than uh, they probably looked last year.
1: He I wants to throw play. for 4,000 yards. He has came out and said, I am going to throw for 4,000 yards, which means he's gotta not scramble so much, but that also means they need to stop calling so many design quarterback runs for him, which I do think they're gonna do as they fucking built the offense around him now. He could drop back, but he should also be bootlegging. I really like Luke Getze. I, I really think he's a great offensive mind, good offensive mind. I think that uh, now that he's got proper weapons and a good offensive line around him, I want to see what Luke Getze does in the passing game as far as what his scheme is. We'll yep. see. So, yeah, I think they're going
0: to throw the ball more. Next, Christian Watson. Um, that's my another breakout I got. It's probably hard. His quarterback changed. He has a very small sample size with Jordan Love. Jordan Love has a very small sample size as a NFL quarterback. I think he's entered three games. He started one game. Uh, so, yeah, not a big sample size there. And we obviously know the touchdown regression is going to hit him hard. No chance he's going to come out and score that many touchdowns and so few touches uh, right out the bat. But he was 12th in yards per run last year. That's pretty good. Um, and even though he only, I think he had 60 targets or something like that, 67 targets to be exact. I'm not, don't quote me on that either way. He saw again, here he goes. That's Salami. Um, but <laughs> his yards after cats per, per reception was 6.7. So basically that's just uh, his yak divided by the number of catches that he had. Um, so he's pretty good after the catch. Because his 6.7 was actually better than A.J. Brown's 6.2. So, like, it's a, that's pretty good. Um, so, uh, he, he's a talented guy. And I think, obviously, I hate saying it, but Jordan Love might be serviceable. Serviceable enough to get Christian Watson the football. Next is Drake London. Um, that's simple. 29% target share last year. Monster target share. Uh, that's basically a third of his team's targets is what he saw last year. So every three times they threw a football, one went to Drake London. All he needs uh, is for them to throw the football more. That's it. More volume, throw the football more, keep that target share, and he's in line for a monster season. He was also, by the way, a top 10 wide receiver uh, in PFF grades. So he graded pretty well, even though he didn't get the volume. So it's all there for Drake London. (sighs)
1: Yeah. <sighs> that's, why was, that's why i was surprised you had him at 25 i thought for sure you're in your top 20 or something
0: sometimes you got it look if you're playing in like in scott fishbowl for instance in some league you got to take a big swing i'm okay moving drake london up but if we're playing in like if it's a 200 buy-in let's say i just want to and there's 12 of us that's it only 12 of us I want to get my, I want to be a little bit more safe at times. For not, I'm not going to be completely safe. I'm going to take my calculated risks still, but like Scary Terry or something like that, I might just take because I know I'm going to get this consistent wide receiver two numbers all season long out of him. Whereas Drake London, yeah, he could be a top 12 wide receiver, but he also could have weeks where he does nothing because um, they run the football 600 times a game. Like it could just, like, you don't, even when they're down, they ran the football. Like they're gonna—that's just what they did last year. They're down by twenty. They're trying to establish the run still. <laughs> that was what the Falcons did all season long. So those are the weeks where like Drake London could kill you. So that's why it's like a—it's the league you play in is a lot of times what you got to balance in how you rank these guys. If you need it, Scott Fishbowl for instance, there's 3,300 3, people. You got to swing for the fence at time. Then you take the Drake London over a scary Terry because you want that top ten season out of a guy. Because uh, it's going to separate you from the bunch where if there's just 12 of us playing, sometimes you just need to be in the top six. And anything can happen in the fantasy playoffs. Anything. So it's like, you just got to get sh- to the to the hey. dance. That's it. And then uh, that's kind of why sometimes I like to play it a little safer. But we'll see. He's probably going to move up. Just a little. But go ahead if you want to uh, right. do some sleepers. Busts. Busts, all right.
1: So first bust. Bust, bust.
0: We did sleepers. Yeah, bust. Yeah, you're yeah. good. First bust, DK. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, I was gonna say uh, smash it. We're agree I, on this one. Yeah, I don't like him at all.
1: I got and then I got two guys who you're gonna be like, Are you fucking kidding me? Um <laughs> that you're gonna totally disagree with me on, and I don't care, it's fine. Um, but the first one is Stefan Diggs. So, like, why is he a bust? He's gonna, he's the only option there. Josh Allen should pepper him all day. He's been top five in every statistical category, period. Dude's unhappy as fuck, man. And I mean unhappy. And what I've learned and what we've all learned from the wide receiver position throughout the years is if you got an unhappy wide receiver, then maybe, just maybe, there's going to be some friction with the quarterback. Friction with the quarterback is never a good thing. Maybe he takes some plays off. Who who knows? Is it likely that Stephon Diggs is going to be a bust in in? But, again, you have to remember, you're taking this guy top five wide receiver overall. So if he finishes at number 12, that's theoretically a bust for you, all right? I'm, he's also I mean,
0: 30, right? He's going to be 30. So. Don't yeah,
1: notice. so he's getting older. There you go. Think streets Just adding to my point. So Stephon, I mean- Stephon Diggs, for me, has potential bust value written all over him because he's unhappy. The other guy, who I was so high on maybe a week ago, no, 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 fuck no. You're drafting this guy top six overall, top seven overall. Cooper Cup, stay the fuck away from me, dude. Get the fuck out of here. No chance. You're already dealing with hamstring issues? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nah, nah, You're drafting him the third wide receiver overall? Nah, this guy might finish 30th again. All right. Stay the fuck off my team. He's so, not gonna... <laughs> if he If he misses eight games,
0: He's what not if he misses
1: 10 games? games. That's any of them, though.
0: The hamstring thing early in camp is like a. He's not going to miss yeah, eight games.
1: Hamstring. Oh, well, what if he what if he tears it in like the third week or something? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, this dude and his injuries. Nah, I'm I'm good, dude. I'm good on Cooper Cup. I'm good on Stephon Diggs, and I'm good on DK this year. <laughs> but, yeah, I knew. I know that was the response I was going to get. That was. I thought I would get that with Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs, but I, mm, mm, mm. I figured nah. out
0: Siri by the way. I figured out what's happening. It somehow likes you. Oh, it likes my voice, huh? Yeah, it picked up you
1: again. I I wonder, what it, you. I wonder what I'm saying there. It, it <laughs> likes you so much or what word I'm saying.
0: I gotta dis I gotta disable it now. So something it do something, but yeah,
1: I mean obviously Cooper Cup's stud. You as, as you said, number one PPG wide receiver period. When he's out there two years ago, I mean that season was
0: ridiculous.
1: I just don't think that man's gonna be healthy and stay on the field.
0: Possible. He was off to that same year last year when he until he got hurt. I don't know if I get let's say I get thirteen fourteen if I can get twelve but even eh, I want more than that but I get fourteen weeks out of Cooper cup and at least they're in the back end of the season at least for the fantasy playoffs too. I'm completely happy taking him as the third wide receiver off the so if That's you get
1: so if you take him number three over or if you take him as a third wide receiver, if you take him pick seven overall and he finishes wide receiver 14 for you, you're fine with that
0: that well remember i'm a ppg guy so his wide receiver, yes he might finish 14th because he missed the first month of the season right. but his ppg from week five through week 17 could be top three wide receiver still so he's helping you out in the, the playoffs, stand so like that's why i look at the ppg but he's got to play he got to play at least 14 weeks for me yeah. to to kind of cross that threshold yeah. i'm not going to put him on the the injury it's legit but i think the it's the it's for him Diggs, um hill Devonte, all these guys soft tissue wise because they're getting up there in age mm-hmm. i would not be surprised to see you can i could bunch them all together almost and say the same thing about a lot of them
1: you could have said Devonte too the only one i'm not saying is cheetah because he's in a great mindset a great place a great quarterback um
0: but yeah he but he the way he runs too like I, so you could just pull a hammy i mean True. it's those are tough. Soft tissues, not – you can stretch all you want and still pull one of those. So um, it is what it is. That's a tough – injuries are very hard for me to predict, but I get it. All right, my busts are – again, the rules are simple. You you nailed the rules at least. Like you got to be picked within the top 30, 40 picks. Like if you're picking – if you bust and you were to pick 75, it doesn't matter. So – at that point, like you're gonna survive from that. These are guys that are gonna collapse and kill you early in the season. Like you use a top 24 pick on him and he s- stinks for the most part. And I try to not use injuries risk when I do this. Like it's part of the game, and when you're using aids, but I I'll try to stay away from that and do other facets for you. Uh, so with that being said, um, AJ Brown is on my bus. All wow. And I, I had said we, I know we said earlier, added volume, right? Does the Eagles just are in more games? Do we get the added volume out of um, out of Jalen Hurts? Yes, that's possible, and can and it can offset a lot. But Devontae Smith might just—he's the Heisman guy, right? Like he's the, uh, he's a bona fide stud receiver, and he proved it last year. So there's a chance that we're you're drafting these two guys that far apart. It could be over a round in some cases between these two. And there's a chance Devontae could finish the same as A.J. Brown, um, if not higher still than an A.J. Brown this year. So I got, look, it's bold. That's this kind of the, it's the reason I'm doing this. Obviously I'd still hope where I rank A.J. Brown, I'd still be happy to take him. Um, Devontae Adams, this is another one for me. Age, I get it. We talked about that when we grouped group all those guys together. But also, he's not happy. Right. Josh Jacobs is still not there. He's got to go. He's went through some weird stuff after signing there. He signed there to play with Derek Carr. Mm. Now, Derek Carr got benched and he's gone. Uh, so, he's not happy. Does he stay there? Could he end up still being traded again this year? And now he has his third quarterback in three years. So... This is, finally does Jimmy G fall off the cliff for Devonte Adams? Is he not force feeding the football like everybody else had before? I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but he's being drafted as a top ten wide receiver. Maybe that's a little bit of a slide pushes him more to a wide receiver too, realm. Uh, so I do have Devonte Adams there. Obviously, we agree on DK Metcalf. That one's a that
1: mm-hmm. one's
0: pretty much a no brainer for me. I, I don't even know. I have 19. And I told you I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Like it's, there's an easy chance that he ends up second or third. He was, well, See, Tyler Lockett's already been better than him the last two years if you combine it all. Yeah. So it's not like it's some crazy statement that we're making here. Uh, I don't think he was a top 20 wide receiver last year in PPR still. So that's kind of where I have him on the, on the fringe there. So you got to look out for that. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins is on my bust list too, because might be drafted top 24-ish still. And we've seen it before, uh, especially Tennessee, right? Wide receivers might go there to die. Uh, didn't – we saw Julio Jones went <laughs> to die. Didn't, didn't Andre Johnson also go there? And He did. Yeah, both yeah. of them old at that point, too, when they got there. I don't know,
1: but D didn't look old last year when he played. He looked when he came back, it didn't matter if it was Kyler, or Colt McCoy, fucking Trace McSorley. This dude
0: was fucking pulling balls down. Well, He's played with bad quarterbacks right. his whole life. His right. whole life, right. he's played with bad quarterbacks. But he is 31 years old now, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the cliff happens out of like the year before, Julio Jones was still a pretty good wide receiver. So, it could happen that quick, or it's just like they're just not a high-volume passing attack, and he loses a little bit of that volume and kind of throws it off, and Traylon Burks maybe is more equal to him, and you're getting him way, way later. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, those those are my busts.
1: It used to be the story for the Chicago Bears. Let's hope so. Let's Let's hope so. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool – we had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. I was gonna outside, say the Marshall Jeffrey era was pretty, it was great. Pretty, they good. were the, the tandem was fucking incredible. Alshon Jeffrey was, I mean, Brandon Marshall was a stud, 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 but Alshon Jeffrey for a second round pick, man. I, man, I love that dude. Loved we're it.
0: forgetting Moose, <laughs> <laughs> he was like the wide receiver one on the Super Bowl team, Moose man. Muhammad. Yeah, who. <laughs>
1: Bernard Barry. Bernard Barry. Be- yep. Yep. I was going to say him too.
0: That was it. But th- that that the Jeffries, man. That offense was. They could they could cook. That, that offense. was fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: I mean, color it was color. Greg
0: Olson that they should have never traded.
1: Matt Forte in the backfield, dude. Earl Bennett is their number three. That was a good offense, yeah. dude. Good offense. Now that we just went on that little tangent right there.
0: Yeah. That's yep. it. We look at that. We did it. One twenty, just like last week even with Siri playing music and taking me out of the equation.
1: We nailed it. See? Yeah. I was surprised we were able to rip, rip through them in a, an hour and 20. There's so many wide receivers, man, but we yeah, we definitely did it, dude. We definitely, definitely did it.
0: That leaves us time for a, a commercial. Oh you That's got? why I wore the shirt, the NWO Wolfpack shirt. Cause if you haven't seen, you can go to bloodline network.com. You can probably, was it on there now too? Either way, you can go to YouTube page uh right below, you can see right below, probably watching us there uh and you can watch maddie daddy he's back your favorite favorite fantasy football personality that sounds like a a bona fide wrestler himself is back uh and he's joining us we've talked about it before you knew he was coming from monday maddie monday night once again we will be going live at halftime uh, we could stick around longer than halftime. Um, we're just gonna start at halftime. We'll try to be quick. We're just gonna recap basically what we saw all day Sunday and the first half of Monday night. Things that stuck out more so. Uh, big, big nights, little nights, guys that are stinking, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Uh, it'll be there, Maddie Monday night. But either way, he's here now. You can go watch his videos. He's back with his world famous shorts. On uh, player breakdowns that he's bringing back to the roto slappers, he's back.
1: Sir. Yeah, on whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir. Get him, Hogan. Go get him, baby. Come on and get some of this now. Who's bad now, boys?
0: Hulk Hogan arrived. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? He's back. He's back. By the way, Devin makes an appearance too in that. If you haven't (laughs) noticed yet. we got I got him in there also for this fun commercial to break the news, but yeah. That was awesome, bro. Oh, Okay, More awesome. breaking news. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. If you're going to do this. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Now nah, you can do it. That's your job. You do this one.
1: Um, yeah, man, right there, dude. Breaking news. We are extending our merch sale from the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We got so much stuff. You can go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. We got t-shirts. We got tank tops. We got kids clothes. We got baby clothes. We got coffee mugs. As my boy Devin always says, says, get your ass off the hot sand because what do we got? We got motherfucking beach towels. We got it all. Bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. Devin, should I do it? I'll do it. For your... Pleasure. Oh, see, I can't do it like Devin, but that was just for you. That was just for you, my guy. Um, thanks Go for get it. You know, I right. got myself
0: the red tank. So I'm going to join you. Guys. I'm going to do some suns out guns out with the red tank, the chest hair showing.
1: I was surprised. I was surprised you didn't wear it tonight. Honestly, dude, I was looking for mine. I couldn't find it in the fucking closet. I looked for like 20 minutes. I was like, mmm, man, if streets is rocking his, I'm I've got my guns out. You know, it, it
0: hasn't came in yet. I got it. I got, see the the, the sales extended. But I got mine during the SummerSlam sale. The SummerSlam sale. Yeah, I say that four times. SummerSlam sale. <laughs> <laughs> the big SummerSlam sale. That's where I got mine. But yeah, um, but now it's extended, so you can get it too. So go get yourself the the red tank.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Great merch. Great, great merch. Um, and again, we always we appreciate everyone who tuned in was um, the comments were awesome Courtney appreciate you doing what you do we had Kayla in here Tribal Chief Dylan, Justin appreciate all you guys so very much KPG appreciate you my dude Tino from Tino's Time go check out Tino's Time this kid is live 7 days a week 24 7 check out Tino's Time for sure doing great great things over there man appreciate the chat so very much that red is fucking fire fire yeah that red is hot i love 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 that red and streets before we get out of here again i want to thank everybody who was in the chat everyone who will watch everyone who will listen as always you can find rotoslappers live monday nights eight o'clock right here on bloodline entertainment network but while you're still here please go ahead and like this video please go ahead and hit that subscribe button for more content just like this fire content content all day we sports. We got wrestling. We got entertainment. We got gaming. We got gaming. Destiny Two. First Lady's dropping her stuff. First Lady's going live on Twitch in like forty-five minutes. So get over here. I think she's playing Last of Us tonight. Um, go on there and see what First Lady's got going on. And then, like, a, like a Sunday, it'll be uploaded right here. We got so much great stuff going on. And you know, you got to watch. You can listen. Put Bloodline Entertainment Network into your search bar, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, wherever you get your audio, we're there. And when you do that, what's the best? The best of all, BloodlineNetwork.com is going to come up. All of my boys' articles on there. All his fantasy football rankings, his busts, his breakouts, his sleepers, everything he does fantasy football related that he provides right here on Roto Slappers. He's got some written content, so go over to BloodlineNetwork.com. Additionally, sports, wrestling. Entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, and our merch, everything that we do under one roof at bloodline network.com. Streets has been a
0: fucking blast. Appreciate you, brother. Nope. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me. We've broke down a hundred now running backs and wide receivers for you. I hope you use this as a great tool for you because um, draft season is here. Like we are. I, the text messages are going out in all of my leagues at this point. Uh, we're getting dates lined up, picking this out, and I'm sure your leagues are doing the same thing. So now's the best time to draft prep, and there's no better place to do it than right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Uh, Tim and I will do our best to get you to your fantasy championship. And uh, thank you for watching. We appreciate it, as always. We know you have many, many options when it comes to your fantasy traveling needs. We thank you for flying with the Roto-Slappers, though. and uh, Yeah, we'll see you next week. Next week, I think we're... I'm not sure just yet, but I think next week we're going to do a mock draft. Yeah, we should. I think so. We need a mock draft. With surprises. There's going to be a few surprises (laughs) on this mock draft. It's not going to just be us. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's funny. That's kind of my surprise that I'm trying to we'll see how it goes um this is why in the industry you always do slow drafts eight hour clocks because everybody all over the globe and nobody can line up on the same night to do it so sometimes it's a little tricky to do a a like a a mock draft but working on getting a few people to come join us for this one but it'll be time to do a little it's a little mock draft season now so that's what we're gonna do and uh yeah we'll see you then thank you see you next week